With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. One of my friends um, who breaks, I like watching his breaks. And then I was also watching y'all show or your show. And I had to run and go get the calculator because the numbers were just way too high for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was out of my ballpark as far as that. But as far as the cards and the knowledge, that part is always entertaining for me. I can throw the numbers away. The numbers, you know, say don't ever intimidate me because I know what my price range is when I'm investing or collecting. And I always appreciate the cards, whether they are worth thousands of dollars or worth pennies. If there's value in it for somebody, if somebody places that amount of value in it, then you know what I mean? It it means that to them for some reason. So I appreciated that. Um, man, I love I love the uh, the pump and dump conversation. I'm not going to lie to you. That's 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 interesting. Uh, you're talking about how the Jordan it ended up selling for eight hundred and I think it's eight hundred and forty thousand with with buyers premium. I mean, that's a record breaker now. I think I think one thing about it, you know, like I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna assume, and I'm not saying this is my assumption, but I'm gonna assume just for the sake of discussion that it's a legitimate sale. Okay. When you compare it to the copies, and I, I'd have to see them, but the fact that it's a very high, a very strong card in terms of eye appeal, it wouldn't surprise me that it would sell for more than the previous highs. But based on where we've seen other tens sell for in recent weeks and months. I understand the speculation that people are having. That said, I don't want to focus too much on that right now because it's speculation. Like I said at the end of the episode, if that card comes out and it's and and it's offered as an IPO at one of the big four uh, uh, fractional ownership companies, then we're all gonna be like, "Well, well, it's legit. You can't argue it. It's it's, it's proven to be fine." So let's let's. I think we got to give it some time, let it marinate a little bit, and see if something comes out on it. But right, right. I feel I feel I just feel sometimes on on the other end, I fully know that pump and dump is in the hobby. But sometimes I just feel as if people may know something or feel something. You know what I mean? And they just speak on that and they act on that. If if when Giannis got hurt, when he hurt his knee, we all thought it was over for the Bucks. If we would have known he was coming back and would be playing the way he's playing, it may change our perspective on things. Right. So some people may I'm not saying in all cases, but. I think sometimes people have a have a hunch on what's to come. Yeah, 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 man. It, it's 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 like it's kind of it's it just makes it so. It's like it's not it's it's tough. It's it's great. It's great for content. It's great for content creators because now they they can you know that we're gonna see we're gonna see a whole bunch of very clickbaity type of uh, thumbnails over the next couple of days for sure. So it's good. It's good for content creators, but is it good for the hobby? Is it bad for the hobby? Who knows? Who knows? Either either way it's done. It's behind us. It's now yeah. in the history books and uh, it's going to be fun for everybody to watch the next few months and see what the market does. Right. And so time will tell time Absolutely. will tell. Yeah. So, but boy, I got to tell you, that was a, that was a marathon of an episode. We did three, just over three hours, I believe, maybe, maybe just under three hours. Like, you were yeah. beast for that. 
but it was it, as Adam said at the end. That went by really quick. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I like that there were only sixty six lots in that auction. It made it real manageable. So, but man, let's uh, let's let's move over to you. Let's talk about you. I mean, you're the guest of honor here, and um, we got a lot of comments that have already poured in. I want to get to them. I want to say hello again to everybody. So we will get to those comments, and thank you everybody for coming back. This is Peter Pacman. All right. This is Peter Best, also known as Peter Pacman. I'm guessing you all know him. Uh, you probably do if you don't, where have you been? But I'm really happy to have him on the show. He's got an amazing, um, just an amazing presence in the hobby as far as content goes, but also as far as his personality and the guys that he's working with, the art, the Rip Pack and Slab team. I mean, it, they're, they're doing good things. They're doing good, fun things. They're they're really inspiring the hobby. They're inspiring people in the hobby. I think that's really important. And it's, uh, you know, I don't see, I don't really get, I don't get or sense or, or detect any real negativity from you guys. I only detect positive vibes and, I, you know, positive vibes are the good vibes. So let's just start. Let's talk to that. Let's just, I'm going to ignore my notes. I'm going to write to that, Peter. Peter Pac-Man, Pac-Man. Talk about you and your positive vibes and what tell us about yourself that way. Absolutely. Peter Pac-Man, as you said, uh, one third of Rip Pack and Slab, my brothers Rip Hamiltops and Slabby Sosa. Got to give them a shout out. They always with me. And also got to shout out my students at Montalvin Maynard Elementary School in Richmond, California. Uh, for the day they drop in and watch this, they know that I, they always on my mind. But when it comes to the negativity, our, our uncle, one of our uncles always used to say when we were younger, if it's in the world, then it's in us. So negativity is in us. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be so positive if we didn't understand what negativity was. And if we weren't negative at some point in our lives, it's not like we're just all the time positive. We have to recognize when we're being negative. Right. So it's just us recognizing the negatives in ourselves per se are just some things that we may want to change or we may not like or things we're trying to better and we just try and show that show that through music you know via the hobby via the hobby way show that through music and through content just to make people laugh smile think feel inspire as you were as you said that's of course intentional with us because uh, the i we know that there are children watching first and foremost you know what i mean so with that being said yeah that's pretty much where the positivity and the negative comes from because it's the, it's the balance of them both. And we choose, we choose to, to weigh on that positive side when we're, when we're creating the content. Right on. I love it, man. And so to everybody watching right now, listening, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to actually play a couple of videos that these guys, the Rip Pack, Rip Pack and Slab team has, ha, have created. I've got them teed up. I got, I've got one, two, three. I got six. I think I got six clips that I'm going to share with everybody here, including the first thing that you guys ever put out, which, well, the, maybe not the first thing you ever put up, but the, fir the first thing that you ever put out that got to YouTube. We're going to play that, and uh, but we're going to, we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes here, Pete. Um, let's go to some comments first. Let's say hello to some of the people that came to watch. We got Junk Wax Investor says, how many likes can we get before? Sorry, hey, thank you, Junk Wax. I appreciate that. And Tyler lets us know that it's mind-blowing. Someone already hit the dislike button. Hey, it's a badge of honor when you get a dislike before you Absolutely. even come on. It just means that someone's got nothing better to do than come give you a dislike. So we'll take it. I'll take it. Those are my but, favorite, man. Those are the honest and the pure. There's people who want to hit dislike and they not. So shout out to the disliker for real. Well, I shout. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further, Peter. I'm gonna shout them out and then I'm gonna say, 
I hope I hope you have a better day ahead. I hope that you have a better, better day ahead because I'm having a great day and I want my dislikers to have a good day tomorrow and maybe we'll turn the dislikers into likers. All right. Absolutely. COVID card collectors back. Let's go. Let's go again, right? Uh, Junk Wax says, I must have outbid someone in an auction. I I, I did not. I, I did not have, I was, I had two, I bid on two items in that auction tonight and I did not win either of them. Uh, Mike Wick, ready for round two, my new Saturday night ritual. Glad to have you, Mike. Toa, yes, we are nice. back. Show Me says, how are you going to top that show, JL? Well, Peter's a pretty awesome dude, so let's uh, let's see how we do tonight. But that was a lot of fun, I, I do I do believe. Troy says hello to both of us, Pete. Mosaic Mind, all, all the Jordans, they were way up for sure. COVID says, God bless MJ the GOAT. Sanderson says 102 for the Gretzky. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? It's a steal for a PSA 9, but it's a high price to pay for a PSA 7 or a 7.5. Pittsburgh in the house. Even in Pittsburgh, great to have you on the show. Oh, boy. Oh, I see lots of comments from some familiar names here, but we're going to get to you. The Dream, what did you miss? We're just getting started, Dream. We're just getting started. That's cool, says MJ just showed YouTubers why he's the GOAT. Hey, it's not done. Uh, it's not done. <laughs> Here we go. Slow pitch says, Hey fellas, nice to see you again, Peter. There you go. Shout out to Peter. Mosaic says, Peter, what was your high score on Pac-Man? On Pac on Pac-Man, the video game? Yeah, but even Miss Pac, let's face it, Miss Pac-Man Pac was the better game. Miss Pac-Man was the better game. I'll um I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. My name Pac-Man is literally because of Pac's, not even that Pac, not even that Pac-Man. But we do have a Rip Pack and Slack video game where you can play as me, Pac-Man. So that's dropping pretty soon on Android and iPhone. Yeah. That's wicked, really. You have an app coming. Yeah, you're going to be able to grab slabs. And, yeah, we're already testing it out right now. We sent it to me and James for him to try it out for us and give us some feedback before we drop it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we got a, we got a little hobby video game dropping, app game dropping for the kids and things. Awesome. That's wicked. Congrats on that. I can't wait to see it. That's great. Well, maybe we, want to, maybe we should organize like a tournament, a, an RPS game oh, yeah. tournament, right? There's a leaderboard too. And at the end of every month or two months, whatever we decide, we're going to send the person at the leaderboard some hobby related gift or item. You know what I mean? So yeah, there is a leaderboard. You can track the score and see who has the most slabs. Very cool. Very excited about that. The Dream says, awesome. And two creators I follow get together. That's wicked. Happy for all of us then, no doubt. And John Bear from Slab Shelf. Peter, love your content. Been looking for to, forward to this after hours. Guys, I'm wearing his t-shirt tonight. I sent him a message. I said, guy, I'm going to wear your t-shirt tonight on both shows. Slab Shelf, just shelf. check it out. Slabshelf.com. That's a Slab Shelf right there. Those eight cards you see are on my Slab Shelf right now. A couple more comments, Peter. Then we're going to get into some more chit-chat. COVID Card Collector says, what is your background, Pac-Man? Any Star Wars toys? We're going to actually speak to your background, Peter. Speak to your background, please. My background is actually Marvel, <clears throat> excuse me, Marvel Black Panther toys. All the way from here, extended all the way to the garage. It's over 350 new in-box different figs from action figures to Legos to Hot Wheels to Hot Toys to Funko Pops to board games. Um, any kind of fig or anything with, with Black Panther in it. Uh, the action, the, the hero, the superhero. That's that's what it is. Hey, and me and me, Slabby and Rip was joking around too, Jay. Uh, somebody else last week said you look like somebody else, but for me, growing up, man, you the Professor X of the hobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. <laughs> I like I like Professor X better than Doctor Evil, and yeah. better than the guy, 
Who's that? The guy from uh, one of those, some other cartoon movie. I can't remember his name, but uh, I got a couple of those. That's okay. That was pretty funny. Josh Luber. I'll let him say it. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was pretty hilarious, actually. Okay, I like this. We got card killer of the house. Card killer. Hey, K-K, there we go, brother. Hey. Now, card killer is your partner on your podcast. Tell everybody what is the name of your podcast. It's my brother outside the wax man with Donnie B. Hold on. You know, with, with Donnie B Collectibles, card artist, Donnie B Collectibles right there, you know, with the Ninja Turtle 101 right there. And then also we got a Card Killer 101 Mayhem Break. We have a little podcast we do outside the wax where we just talk about any and everything. It might be about wax. It might be about how our day is going. It might be about the inside of our mind or outside of our mind. It's whatever we, whatever we feel. So, yeah, shout out KK, man. I, so I listened to the first episode you guys ever did of Outside the Wax, and uh, it was, guys, you got to go listen to this because they were basically creating the podcast during the first episode. Like, if you if you ever, you, you talk about a trailer, right? Now, consider a trailer for any show you've ever seen. The trailer is still scripted. Their trailer was basically their planning session for their podcast, which I found it so engaging and interesting so i really i really really enjoyed it and card killer is part of that awesome awesome uh you guys got you guys have a good energy going between the three of you i I just want to say that so guys check it out outside the wax on all your podcast platforms and card killer i want to card killer i'm speaking directly to you now i want to have a night where i do card artists so uh, i want to invite you formally on the show card killer actually graced me with his presence Going back to, I believe it was last June during the virtual expo, he came and he hung out in my booth with me for a couple hours. It was awesome, and uh, so there you go. And I know you're going to be the, I know you're going to be the national. I know you're going to be wearing your your card killer uh, disguise or mask, whatever it is. But definitely, I, I can't wait to see you there, man. So, and then we're going to do we're going to do a card artist night on Sports Cards Live in the next uh, couple months here. So we'll definitely get you on for that. All right. Next comment, Mike Wick says, well said, Peter, love the positivity. I went to a card show today. I was more proud of the five cards for a dollar stacks I grabbed over the slabs. Hey, why not? And joining us tonight is my buddy, John Newman, guys, from the legend, the legend from Sports Card Nation, John Newman, who just recently had Peter. Oh my God, John. Yeah. Yeah. He says, Peter is the cool cat. One of the funniest interviews we've ever done. That's awesome. Card porn's still with us tonight. Card porn's in the house. Pack is the man. So, I mean, again, if you don't if you don't follow Peter on Instagram yet, you need to do that. He's simply at it's on the, it's on the ticker right now. Follow Peter on Peter underscore Pacman. I also threw up the Instagram accounts for his two uh, his cousin Javid Best, who is also Rip Hamiltops, and his brother Slabby Sosa. There we go. There's the three of them. No rules. It's funny. That you bring that per where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's funny, Peter, that you bring that up because look what I look what I have teed up and ready to go. Hey. Teed up and ready to go. So here, everybody, let's listen to this. All right. Let's listen to No Rules by Rip Hamiltop, Slobby Sosa, and Peter Pack. Peter, you okay if I play this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You've got a video for it too, but go ahead. You can tune up that one too. Go ahead. Delivery tail on the shelf door. I'm the type to 
we do a better bitch. I'm not a honey because it got no rules. I'm not a honey because it got no rules. I'm not a honey because it got no rules. I'm not a honey because it got no rules. You can trick you don't want to rip. You can see, 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 you can Every time I get a pack, I rip that. Yeah. Ripping all types of hobbies and my kickbacks. I just hit the six cello, that's a six pack. And if I ain't pulling no hits, I want my shit back. You be betting on eBay versus hella bots. I throw my wax to the streets, I get hella knots. I don't really give a fuck if he's good or not. All that matters is the wax, is it juggernauts? Hey, wax game going crazy lately. They gon' try to up the price, but they can't play me. I don't really give a fuck what the hobby chase. And I don't really give a fuck where I really place it. Oh, hey. I need a fat rock. Yeah. I suck up when it come out. You know how I got it. Hey. I need a fat rock. I suck up when it come out. You know how I got it. Hey. Cause it got no rules. All that I have is it got no rules. All that I have is it got no rules. All that I have is it got no rules. No rules. You can trick you can dumb. You ain't done, man. You got rubber bands, man. We got rubber bands, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Slabby and Rip right there. I'm happy you played that right there. You went into Slabby verse and then right into Rip verse. So, so yeah. So let so tell tell us this. Who's singing? Who wrote it? Who's playing the music? Fill us in. All right. So 99.9% of the beats and the tracks you hear, Rip Hamiltops produced those tracks. He does all of the hooks or the choruses. He, sit, he writes and, and sings all the hooks and choruses. And Slabby and myself, we write and sing our own um, verses or whatnot. But uh, we, yeah, we, we're not rappers. I mean, we're rappers now, I guess. But we just started rapping August 2020. First time ever in life. But for the hobby, hey, why not? So you guys, you've written, I think you told me you've written like 20 different songs. They're all about three minutes or so in length, average song length. And these songs are available where for people... Who might, and before before I continue that, it's important that you guys are listening to the lyrics. It's all about the hobby. Like these guys are writing, so, these guys are writing lyrics, songs, rap songs that are all about the hobby. Where can people find these songs? All streaming networks. We uh, networks, all streaming platforms. Excuse me. We we have released about 19, 20 songs, and we have about 50 waiting in the wax cellar with all the other wax just sealed up. You know what I mean? And we're going to drop them when we drop them. But yeah, and we did it all. We, we've never been in the same place at the same time during the pandemic from August 2020 till about maybe last month or a month and a half. Rip and his wife were pregnant with their first child and the pandemic was going on. So we created all our music from right here in the garage and we sent our verses to Rip and he 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 put it together and made everything. If you see a little corner we made, out of here with the little bootleg mic and bootleg studio we put together just to have fun and be able to connect and and make some moments and memories together that not only we can cherish but our children can cherish and watch and then like i said the kids that we that we serve uh, uh day in and day out week in and week out and then also whoever else gravitates towards that you know what i mean it's not for everybody you know there's gonna be some people who dislike it it's not for everybody but for those who like it hey if it's for you Man, good. Happy it makes you feel that way. I think I just think it's so cool, man. I first of all, I like the tunes. Like that beat, that's a great beat. That just it it, it gets your head bopping. And when you hear the words that are hobby in there, it just kind of brings it all, it just makes it so awesome for, for 
for like for a hobbyist like myself and everybody who's watching right now. So you okay, your name you go by Peter Pacman. Your actual name is Peter Best. That is your your name. Your yep. brother Slabby Sosa. His actual name is Marcus Best. Marcus Best. And Rip Hamiltops is is your cousin, and his actual name is Javid Best. Former NFL player. An Olympian. Yep. An Olympian. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So that's really cool. So I'm glad we we, we got that one done because uh, that was uh, that was going to be the fourth the fourth one that I was going to do tonight. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna do it as it comes. So that was pretty awesome. We got tons of comments, man. I want to get to them. Everyone's really pumped. Before we do, let's talk a bit about how did this meeting here come together. How did you end up on the on this show tonight? I kind of like to talk a bit about how do we how do we know each other. And instead of me asking you the question, I'm just gonna say that. What was actually? I'll let you. Do you remember the first time that we actually spoke, kind of face to face, but you know, virtually? Face to face, yes. I believe it was that card show when you buzzed in. You buzzed into the card show. I think it was Dallas. I was in. I want to say Dallas. I believe so. You buzzed in there. But I've actually engaged with you on your show before that through the comments, and you responded. Slabby and I was in here watching one of your shows one night, and you responded, and we got excited. This was a while back. You know what I mean? A while back, months and months ago, maybe even a year ago or something. But um, yeah, I believe it was the Dallas card show was the first interaction. I was live, and you buzzed in. And just like when Donnie B buzzed in when I was live, I, I really, it was kind of like a shock. I couldn't believe it. You know, Professor X is buzzing in. Like, what, what does he need from me? You know, <laughs> what does he need? I'm there. I'm there. Well, Let me answer the call. That's exactly what happened. That's that's my recollection too, man. That was the first time I was, and I was driving in my car. I was driving to go get my. It was to go get my very first uh, vaccination shot, and I was on my way, and I'm just kind of at a red light, looking at it. I pop open Instagram, and there I see you're live. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go see what you're doing, and you were actually flipping through a box of cards at a card show. So yeah, it says, hey, it says ask to be invited. So I hit that button, and then you brought me on, and uh, and that was the first time that we ever chatted, but. I'd also seen you when you did the episode of Cardboard Culture with my friends Amit and Kent. You did their show a couple months ago now, and uh, I thought that that was an awesome episode as well. And you've been making you were on John Newman's show. He's in the chat right now, or he was a few minutes ago at least. So you know you've been making the rounds. Talk a bit about that and kind of uh, you know doing all these. You know, th there's so many content creators right now, including yourselves, but a lot of them do these interview shows. How has that experience been for you over the last couple months? It's been cool. It's been fun. It's been fun. I, I, I got to give a shout out to Niner Card Collector and to Stacking Slabs, too, because back when we had maybe 300 followers, those guys brought us onto their platform. You know what I mean? Before we even really had a platform or a say, and they really, I would say, put a, a battery in our back to make us really feel like we, we felt like being here or we deserve to be here as well as anybody who comes into the hobby. And the same, we feel the same way whenever anybody else invites us onto their platform and allows us to share our story and our perspective and just give another, you know, another insight on how individuals or groups may feel about the hobby and how they may collect and things like that or, yeah, whatever. So that's how I feel about it. It's always cool. Yeah, you're just you're just happy to spread the spread the positive vibes and get out there and and it's not it's it's really nice just to talk to people, engage with them, and get to know people. And let's face it, we're gonna come face to face two weekends from now, and we've already we already know each other. Yeah, if we did, you know, it just it just adds so much so much 
hobby enjoyment to, to life. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your hobby history. Like, how have you been collecting your whole life? Cards, toys. You've got kids. I want to get to that, but tell us about your hobby history. Hobby history. I'm 38 now. My earliest recollection of any kind of card, trading card, would probably be between the ages of seven, eight, nine years old. I know I completed my first set of basketball cards when I was, I believe I was nine or something or seven in 1990. This was like the first set I ever completed. I was eight or nine when I completed this set. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, look, I know I, what you I, mean. I, I'm, I'm a binder guy. I still keep the Jordan in there because I got a million of these sets, of course. But uh, that's, that's when I was privileged in my own right. I like to say, like right now, we always say that the hobby is expensive and people can't buy packs. Well, back in the day, there were still people who couldn't buy packs. I was privileged in my own right because my father and my mother were able to provide for me and my brother and then also able to get us things we didn't necessarily need, but that we wanted for whatever reason, right? And these were positive things. During this time, here we are going to private school. I'm thinking that every kid in America went to a private school and had a lunch. It wasn't until I was 18 working outside and working in communities who were underserved that I was like, man, people, everybody doesn't have a lunch. Everybody, parents don't make them a lunch and write a love letter on it. My parents did. So I was, we were privileged in our own right. We're first generation Americans. Um, our parents are from the West Indies, Haiti and St. Lucia. You know what I mean? So, uh, but, but like, as far as the hobby is concerned, our, our father always took us to flea markets, to local card shops. I mean, every weekend we were going to flea markets and local card shops and he would allow us to buy cards, buy toys, whatever it is that we wanted that kept us having fun and smiling within the means of course, you know what I mean? We weren't allowed to buy the top's finest. That's why I keep mine sealed up now. And I buy these things now and keep them sealed up. Because back in the day, we didn't necessarily have it. Even though I say we were privileged and we were able to get some things, we weren't able to get everything, you know? So uh, I, I was collecting cards from seven, eight, all the way through middle school. Even high school, I collected cards. But when I started playing sports and things like that, I didn't pay as much attention to it. But I still go grab a hobby box or packs out the LCS shop right down the street, which is now closed, unfortunately, 10th in baseball in Pinole, California, um, every week, you know what I'm saying? Or every month, at least every month, once every week, I was always getting that. So fast forward into maybe, I, I mean, I've always been in the hobby. I started, I think, getting into breaks back in 2013, 14, um, back in, for me, back in the day when it was only exquisite wax or high-end wax, I feel was being broke. I don't remember yeah. being retail wax being broke back then. <laughs> um, so, so you, so you, you're, you're a lifer. I'm a lifer. I'm, but I was, I was a closet, like this is our cave. I'm a cave collector or a closet collector. And we didn't, and when friends and family come over, I'd open packs with them. Sometimes they'll enjoy it. Sometimes they'll just do it just to spend time with me. You know what I mean? My brother and I, I had some other friends who, we're still passionate about it and enjoyed really doing it. But yeah, I've never really gone away from it, but it's always been in here. And I didn't know social media existed for cards in 2020, not until last year around this time. I didn't know wow. there was a social media presence. I didn't know anything. I knew some people put cards on their pages, but I didn't know there was actually a community. You know what I mean? That, that was going on. So it's all still new to me at the same time. So what, what do you collect now? Now I collect sealed wax, sealed wax specifically, <laughs> specifically, specifically Pacific products. Pacific. I have a whole bunch of other tops and panini and 
FLIR and Upper Deck products too from out the years. But my my true, 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 true wax collection, if I was going to sell everything, I'd sell everything and keep my Pacific products for sure. I hope Jeff Morris is watching because he I had him on the show a little while back and he was watching the last episode tonight and uh, he worked at Pacific. So he'd love to hear that. So, all right. I love that you're bringing it up. You're, you're providing me the perfect segues into uh, the next clip we're going to show. All right. You ready for this one? Let's see it. Let's see all what right. you got. All right. Let's bring this one up here, guys. This this is a video called Prism with an S. So listen up. This coming to a hot new history theater near you. Yeah, you're up there. I love it. I love the song, but prism with an S. I got some prism with an S. That's just that's just funny, man. I love it. Yeah. Shout out to my yeah. oldest son Trey on that one. Is 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 he pursuing any other, any other acting uh, opportunities out there? Yeah, my two oldest. Trey was just actually in a Tyler the Creator video um, that just released this past week. My two oldest boys are heavy into acting and modeling. They've been they they've been doing that for a while now. I'm trying to be like them, believe it or not. I was I was not as outgoing as they were as a, I was shy until about 25. I'm 38 now. I was shy and wouldn't say a word to anybody till about 25. So <laughs> I look I look up to these kids inspire me. The kids I work with and my kids here at home, they inspire me and they, they give me the energy and the life I need to to give back. That's awesome, man. That's so that's so cool. And I want to ask this, like if they're getting into some acting is it because you know you just said you want to be like them but did you did you guide them towards that at all or is this on their own and now you're like hey my kids do trying to do some acting come in my video uh, no no guidance at all part their part a, a, a huge part I'll, I'll say their mother too you know what i mean but just allowing them to uh, choose what they want to do as much as possible, even though when it comes to the acting and their mom, they don't always get to choose. If she says they got to do it, they're going to do it with those two specifically. But um, yeah, they it wasn't because of me. They saw it or I said, you have to do it. They can do any and anything they, any, they want to do. My oldest, he tried playing flag football and he did it just because he tried it, but it wasn't anything he was passionate about or, you know, so... The acting, he yeah. loves acting. I don't know if he likes the hard work it takes to put into it, but whenever he gets a gig and audition and gets to be on set and then the finished product, he always loves that part. He loves it. Hey, that's so cool. Okay, let's go to some comments. One for the task is hanging around for after hours. Let's do this. It's an old comment, but thanks for still being here. Really appreciate it. One of one says, Peter, we love your content from down under in Australia. That's Man, pretty we, awesome. We love y'all back. For real, Pretty for awesome. We got Christina from uh, House of Jordans and Card Ladder. Excited for the show. Hello to you and me. So hello, Christina. Hey, Christina. You know, you know they work late, so they're listening right now, and they're they're working away right now. And I'm, you know, I know they're working. Her and Chris, they're in their they're in their house. They're working away. 
they've got this on. They're not watching it. They're listening to it. But now they hear us talking about us. Hey, oh, yeah, okay, hey, there they go. They're still going. Happy to have you listening, Christine and Chris. Hope you're having a great evening. Jeremy Pringle says, PWCC show is awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. COVID card collector calls out card porn for being in the house and in the chat. Thank you very much, COVID card collector, who explained earlier tonight that his name is that because he got back into the hobby during the pandemic. Pandemic pets. Yeah. Yeah. Colin says that PWC show auction was insane. Who would have known that? This is going to be a major shot in the arm for the hobby. We'll create so much buzz. It just might do that for sure. For sure. Uh, Dream, can't wait to try your game, Peter, and the, the RPS game. That's going to be really cool. Mosaic Mind says, just showed how old I am. Peace. Sports Cards Nation, John says, Peter's a cool cat. One of the funniest conversations we have had on the show. I might have done that one already. That's okay. Tyler says, this is my introduction to Peter. So definitely looking forward to checking out all this content. There we go. Someone who wasn't exposed to you yet. There's, there's still some people out there for sure. Right for on, sure. Tyler. <laughs> Troy says, was I compared to Mr. Magoo? It wasn't Mr. Magoo. But it's so funny you say that because I, so this is this is going back. Like when I was a baby, that was the name my parents had for me because they thought I looked like Mr. Magoo when I was a baby. So yeah, call me that if you want, guys. That's all right. Jean-Luc Pack Card of the Hobby. I'll take it. I'll take that one. Better than some of the other ones. Joe Perot says, welcome, Richmond, California. Hey, hey. Currency Project, all of our favorite peeps. Card Killer, Card Killer has accepted my invitation onto the show. Let's Hope go. you like that idea, Card Killer. Hope you like it. I can't wait to see it. The National Junk Wax, you're probably gone, but thanks for joining tonight. The League says, Legends. Hey, that's how can you say... How can you not say thank you to that? Just a very nice compliment. Thank you so much. Lots of good stuff. Dope hits. Oh, my God. Where is Peter from? Where are you from, Peter? I'm from my mom and my dad, but we live and reside in Northern California in the Bay Area, born and raised, um, lived in Texas. My oldest son was actually born in Austin, Texas, but we 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 here in um, the Bay Area, the yay area. Whereabouts in the Bay, like in San Francisco, in Oakland, whereabouts are you? I'm in Hercules. I'm in Hercules, about 15, 20 miles outside of uh, San Francisco, but grew up in all over the Bay Area. Went to school in Oakland uh, my whole life, a little bit, Berkeley. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's me. Been yeah. working throughout Oakland, Richmond, West Contra Costa, East Bay, you name it. Talk a bit about what you do for work. Uh, I'm currently the dean of students at a K through eight, Montalvin Manor K through eight. I've been working with children and families for the last 20 years now. Ever since I was 18, it was my first job. Um, I tried junior college for a little bit, played a little bit of junior college hoop, but the school route I haven't completed it yet. But but the community has always been something that's called my name, and I've been able to find fun and passion and make a living and been able to make it a profession and and you know. Um, yeah, just get better with time with that and learn from a lot of great people who, who taught me the game. Like I said, when I first started working with kids when I was 18, I was shy. I would go to these kid camps and be working and I wouldn't be singing or dancing or doing any of the same things y'all see me doing on camera now or that I do at school on a daily basis because I was embarrassed. I was scared. I had fear. All these a whole bunch of other things. You know what I mean? But through watching other adults and other kids uh, uh, um, master their fears and not be afraid of certain things that I learned that from them and I added it to my tool belt and it, it, it's enabled me to, like I said, provide for my family now. I'm the Dean of Students at the K-8. through 
Um, my job is intervention, climate and culture at the school. Whenever students um, come back from maybe a suspension, incarceration, or need some kind of um, intervention, that's where I step in before they have to have, or before it reaches a disciplinary measure. I'm kind of like, it's good cop, bad cop. I get to be the good cop all the time. And the principal, shout out to my principal, Mr. Costa. She's always the one who, you know, we work together. Um, so yeah, uh, Do you that's my job in a nutshell. Do you uh, do you bring cards into the school? Oh yeah, absolutely. People always send me cards too to make sure that the cards, the kids stay with the cards for sure, for sure. And how do the kids like the cards? They love the cards. They love the cards. I get surprised every day or whenever I give cards out for random acts of kindness. We have pride tickets at the end of each week. Kids can go to the prize box and pick stuff out. Sometimes they pick cards up. There's cards all over the field. You know what I mean? It feels like the junk wax era again or my garage. There's cards everywhere, all beat up. The sun takes the face away. You know what I mean? I, that's that's It's just loving. But I think the biggest part that I learned during the pandemic with the cards is when we were forced to, to teach and learn uh, from a distance, right? Through our computers, through Zoom. So all of my intervention and social skills classes were via Zoom. And I had a one student in particular, his parent, uh, one of his mother and his teacher asked if he can join my social skills class. He was feeling depressed. He was feeling stressed, anxiety. He was explaining to me, as he's explaining to me what's going on, he's shaking. He's actually in his parents' minivan because his parents had to go to work during the pandemic right? And he had to go to school. So he's in a minivan every single day while he's in school. And he's having all these, all these things are going through his head. And it just makes us have to remember that kids go through a lot more feelings than us do as adults. And we know how to, most of us know how to handle our emotions better than children, but children are going through way more emotions from the time they wake up, from the time they, they go to sleep, whether they're in a privileged situation or not. You know what I mean? There's still abuse. There's still the unknown. There's still fear present for these kids. So he had a lot of that. And we still have a lot of that. So he's explaining that to me. And I'm, I literally say to him after I'm done listening, I say, bro, you're explaining how I feel on a daily basis, man. You know, like I commend you for being so brave to express yourself. So I start asking him about what kind of things does he do, does he use to cope? And that makes him feel better. And he was having a hard time finding anything. So I said, well, I, I like my toys, bro. I like my basketball cards. And then I brought out my kids' Pokemon cards. And when I brought out, when I brought out my kids' Pokemon cards, this young gentleman stopped shaking and he started looking. And then I asked him about Pokemon and he loves Pokemon. You know what I mean? So for that brief second, he was able to focus. He started feeling good and he was able to communicate. He was always communicating, but he had a positive outlook on his communication. You know what I mean? And, and just, just being able to have that, that, that mental health, um, 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 tool, tool in your tool belt was amazing for him at such a daddy young age to recognize that. So I didn't know the cards. I just thought last year we had a, or two years ago, we had a financial literacy class that we were teaching that I was trying to teach because I need the same classes myself, but we we're using cards and any and everything to teach entrepreneurship, um, saving your money, doubling your money. You know what I mean? So cards, toys, anything that the kids can flip or we can flip has always been a part of our, my social skills and intervention classes for sure. Yeah. That's, that's so inspiring. I got, I got a couple of follow-up questions before I do. Toa Hanks says Slabby Sosa, LOL. Awesome name. I think it's an awesome name too. Yeah. I love it. I love that for you, Peter Pacman, you got the pack Slabby Sosa. You got the slabs, Rip Hamiltops. You got Rip and Tops too, you know? 
You got to rip a pack and slab your hits and keep investing, man. Rip, pack, slab. There rip, pack, go. slab. In that order. I love it. Mike Wick says, by the way, Javid was on my uh, fantasy team back in the day. Yeah, sure. and I bet you and it was, when he was playing, your fantasy team was in first place, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. How long have you been collecting Black Panther? Do you, uh, do you collect the comics, too? No comics. I have to keep it because I'd go broke, and I the, the lady would change the lock on me, and I have to keep it capped at something. So no, I have some comics, but I don't collect comics. And I've been collecting them since 2015 when I walked into a store and got tired of my kids always buying stuff and not me. I saw Black Panther was in Civil War. I said, ooh, let me get that. If Gambit would have been out before him, I would have probably had a Gambit collection instead. But it happened to be Black Panther. Right on. Willie T says, another classic, Jeremy. Never even heard of Pac-Man before. Going to look up his stuff later, though. Welcome to Peter Pac-Man, Willie T. There we go. Let's build build the audience for sure. Uh, Atoa says, true collector if it's in the binder. Talking about your 90 Fleer basketball. Oh, yeah. Collection's not nostalgic if you can't turn its pages. I don't think I dropped We dropped that song yet. But, yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to turn the pages, man. And Tyler feels for you on the top's finest right there. He says, I got one pack of finest basketball as a kid, and my dad wouldn't let me take the protective coat. <laughs> my dad, <laughs> his dad wouldn't let him take the coating off the card. That's so funny. Hey, you're that's you're okay with that. You're okay with that direction from your dad now, though, right? Like that, right? that's all right. That's all right. Pops knew what he was talking about. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Superbad says, Peter, did you get get a chance to get some Curry rookie cards? Now you collect you collect unopened wax. That's what that's what's nostalgic for you. Do you have any Curry rookies though? I do, but back back in 2013, 2014, I was going to LCS shops and trying to get as many Curries as I can for my little 20, 30, 60 dollars. So I have a I have a nice little Curry rookie collection. Not I don't think I have any slab, but I have a lot of raw curries for sure. But I was getting them back in 2013, 14 type stuff, way back when. Very good, very good. Hey, those are that, that's what we were talking. It came up on the last episode, the the auction episode just now that uh, there were no Steph Curry cards in the auction, and Adam made the good point that he doesn't have a lot of big cards. So it's you know you're not going to get an NTRPA coming up every month in the PWCC Premier Auction. Fair yeah. comment for sure. Mike Zier says that that he liked the video, outstanding. Pacific very underrated, especially their patch cards. So your your one of your sons was in that video. Yeah. Does your son collect cards? They like Pokemon. They collect. They prefer Pokemon. My my two oldest boys prefer Pokemon. My uh, youngest son and my daughter. They they just like to rip packs. They don't care what it is. They're like their mom. They just like to open the pack and see shiny stuff, and pronounce the names and get excited. Yeah, they're more excited than me when they rip packs. It hurts me to. I get goosebumps. I hate the sound of packs being open. <laughs> Yep, no, for sure, for, for sure. Charles Fuchs says, thoughts on Marvel PMG's precious metal gems? I think they're pretty cool looking. Peter, you have you laid your eyes on those at all yet? Yeah, I, I, I love them. I think a lot of the big reason, the reason why we all love sports cards and Marvel cards, because back in the 90s when, when the same people that was pumping up those cool inserts were the same people making those Marvel cards, PMG, you know what I mean? So they go hand in hand. We wouldn't have Fleer Metal if it wasn't for Marvel and Disney and all them people putting their hands on them Fleer Metal cards. So for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about your content now. We've shown a couple clips. You know, you said that you didn't even really get into social media. You didn't really even start rapping until 2020. What 
what caused it? What 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 was the catalyst that started the three of you guys creating this content? It was they say it was equal parts, but I say it was all slabby and all rip. I was literally sitting right here one day, probably in January, February of last year, or closer to March, right before we shut down. We shut down March 30th out here. So it was right before then. We were still, I had just bought it. No, we had just shut down and I had just bought a hobby box of uh, 20, 1920 hoops for 125 from my LCS guy. And a few months ago, before that, I was buying them for 50, 60 bucks. And it was crazy. Now they 400, 500. But anyway, so Slabby runs in the garage and he says, bro, well, Marcus at the time runs in the garage and says, bro, everything you said about wax and cards, everybody's doing it. Everybody's collecting and everybody's going to buy this. And Gary V saying what you said and this and that. I didn't even know who Gary V was. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not going to, I can't lie and act like I knew who he was before Slabby put me on to him. And I love Gary V now. You know what I mean? But um, he came in because Slabby was looking on his computer and he wanted to start investing in assets, something that he can hold and for a long time. And 30, 40 years later, his kids can have. You know what I mean? And that's what I had been doing with my wax for a long time and with my cards. I was thinking I'll buy it. Then 30, 40 years from now, maybe what happened last year, what would happen? You know what I mean? So, yeah. um. So he ran in here and from there we really started, that's when I started paying attention to the hobby and trying to get back into it um, as far as the social media aspect and seeing what everybody was doing. And um, I just, we just saw a lot of what we call glitches or hacks to where a lot of prices were real, real low based off how high the hobby was going. So we felt like we had to invest uh, uh, X amount of dollars into certain products, not all products, everything that's prism and gold, you know what I mean? So. All, all certain products based off, man, we got data and research and formulas we use. It's crazy. But based off that, we make our little buys and our little purchases there. But then that was fun and easy for us. You know what I mean? Like those, that was easy. So we started trying to be like everybody else. We started trying to break. We had our own little breaking format where we would invite our friends and family and little community to uh, join in on the breaks. That was fun. But we have jobs, you know, like, don't get me wrong. If anything from the hobby ever was able to put food on the table or provide for our kids or give them some more money towards a college or whatever, cool. But the break-in, we're like, man, I'd rather work. Breaking is actually working. I'm not trying to go to work and break. That's not for us specifically. So we tried that. We tried the retail hunt thing because, again, we live in California and it's not cheap out here. So anything, whether it's a pair of socks, anything you can buy for two dollars and flip for four or five, six dollars, that's called being smart. Right. So we were trying to be smart and we did that. But it wasn't like I said, it wasn't us. So I, I, I hit Slabby one day and I said, hey, bro, we should let's just be silly between me and you and let's make some hobby content based off some of the old movies we used to like back in the day. So. Slabby and I started doing that back in, I think, June or July of last year. I think it was the end of July, to be real. And that's when Jav, that's when Rip saw it on, on, from his Instagram. And he would start asking us, like, what are y'all talking about? Because, yeah, he's a prof he was a professional athlete. But if he was here to tell his story, he'll tell you for the first few years he was signing those stickers. He didn't know what they were going to. He didn't know that they were going to cars. You know what I mean? So... It's not like his knowledge on the hobby was 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 different than ours, and it wasn't as uh, uh, large as ours. So we we started exchanging information. He would give us his perspective from athletes and from from the game, from what he knew. He'd go and do his own research. You know what I mean? And we just started this thread, and then one day during that thread, 
um, Slabby and I told Rip that we were going to take a song off the radio and we were going to turn it into a hobby song. And Rip said, nah, I'm going to make... Rip loves music. He actually has done music before. Slabby and I, never. That's why we were going to copy somebody else's song. Just like we copied somebody else's movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It made it hobby content. We remixed it and made it hobby content. So we are going to do the same thing with the music, but Rip said, nah, I'm going to send a beat over and I'll put a hook on it and y'all just rap over it. And me and my brother said, no, bro, we're not going to do it. And he still sent it over. So we tried it and it was fun for us more than anything. It was super fun. Like I said, we didn't have anything else to do during the pandemic. It was a way for us to communicate and still create. And I feel like add value. Anything that's a challenge, the three of us love challenges. We like, like we, we do difficult stuff. We put ourselves in difficult situations sometimes because I don't know why. Sometimes it's foolish, but other times it just makes us uh, uh, that much more, um, I don't know, there's the integrity about it. I don't even know how to describe it. But for us, that was a challenge to say, well, everybody else is rapping or making music about whatever they make music about, which may be cool and popular. And I bob my head to stuff sometimes, too, even though I don't listen to music on the radio. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't. As crazy as it sounds, I don't listen to music. Um, we just wanted to create, we wanted to make sure that the kids that we serve on a daily basis and that our kids, when they see us on the internet, when they see and hear what we're talking about, they know it's about cards. They know it's about investing. They know it's about cards. They know it's about fun. They know it's about inspiration. They know it's about collecting. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be about whatever. You can rap about whatever makes you happy and feel good. You don't have to follow anybody else or do anything else. So we 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 lean on that and we lean on just the whole family thing. We're a family, so we're literally related. So being able to make these memories together was exactly how the hobby was given to us from our parents, right? So being intentional about making these memories together with us as siblings and cousins, then again with our families, Rip creates with his family, Slabby creates with his family. We all create and we all create together. And that's just intentional because it doesn't take a dollar. It makes memories and it brings that same nostalgic feeling back, you know what I'm saying, forever. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i i yeah. just love the, i love the authenticity of it all man you're just you're just doing it because you enjoy it like it, to sum up everything you just said you're you're, you're just doing it you're, you're it's just your, it's your it's your expression and uh, yeah and i think i think that that's super authentic let's let's take a look at the first now this is only a minute and 23 seconds long guys everyone out there so this is the first video that you guys did and it's a. Uh, it's a bit of a parody on Boys in the Hood, but it's it's cards in the slab. <laughs> yeah, this was actually like the third video we did. It's actually our third one, I think, second or third. All right, it's a, it's the oldest one on your channel, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's the oldest one I found. But that said, let's have a watch of this, everybody. I hope you guys can hear this. Tired of this shit. For some reason. PSA keep on grading my cards low. 
I'm tired. Be a safety boat great for protocol. They ran about the front of PNC and they had no big corners. So come on, come on, PSA. Come on, come on. What's so funny? I didn't get a grade with PSA. I went to BGS. It got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a grade with PSA. I went to BGS. It got a nine. I, I don't know if you guys could hear that. It was a little. The audio was a little bit quiet, but just I don't know. Just entertaining. Had me laughing while I watched it for the minute and a half it took. What'd you just grab? That that was Slabby, and that was Slabby's wife, who's also an author of children's books, and the children's books are based off their children too. So I just had to plug that real quick because, like I said, Slabby creates with his wife. His wife also creates for children as well, too. It's in us, man. Very cool. Very cool. Let's go to a few comments, Peter. I had I had to uh, uh, take somebody out of the chat who was just throwing slander. So I don't know if anyone noticed that, but uh, I'm not going to put up with that kind of thing. Willie T says, another classic, Jeremy. Never even heard of Pac-Man before. Going to look up his stuff. Oh, sorry. We did that one already. My bad. My bad. Um Card porn says tops finest was only for the rich kids. Hoops and skybox was for everybody else. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, I'm just a little bit behind here. Let me catch up, everybody. There was one I wanted to get to that I really liked here. Well, Distiller says hello from Indiana. Two goats in the hobby. Hello, Distiller from Indiana. Great to have you. Beavis cards. Peter says new to Peter Pacman, an instant fan. Love the positive energy and having fun with collecting. Angie wants to know what sport do you collect the most? Even if you're unopened, what do you collect the most? The most is basketball. Basketball. Dave H. from Olds, Alberta, not too far from where I am, says I will check out Peter for sure. Very cool, very cool. Appreciate Mike Wicks in Austin, mostly native Californians in here now. Right? Yeah. Hey, for real. Hey, Austin was a melting pot when we got there, but everybody in Cali was trying to get to Austin. I love Austin as my second home. Hook them horns. <laughs> flea market mixtape like like specific as well and nfl stadium yeah stadium club was pretty cool when it first came i'm not the hugest fan anymore but i certainly liked it back then super rad says that's all hey i got some seal stadium club too do you mm -hmm. right on right on let's follow peter on instagram great person to represent the hobby victory investments who wrote the intro song for my show says peter pacman is a hobby pioneer in many ways there Shout out go. Victory Investments, first and foremost. I, I love that. I love the fact that once we started making the hobby music, so many other people came out. But first of all, Victory Investments has been making hobby content that I didn't even, when I was communicating with him and we was going back and forth sending content, I didn't know it was him who he actually was. I, I was watching his videos on YouTube for a while, showing them to Slabby for a while. Like, I just love the way he, he tells the history. You know what I mean? The way he tells the story of the hobby is the way that people are going to remember it. He adds true value to the hobby by telling the history of the hobby, not just the number on it. You know what I mean? So I've always respected that. And then, yeah, man, shout out to anybody who, who who's making music and doing anything uh, uh, from RPS, man. We, we we love that for sure. Victory, a real one for sure, for sure. Victory, a real one. And he, he shares his knowledge of the hobby, but then he throws out these tunes that he writes. He, he's a rapper. He puts out his song, and he's he's good. His lyrics are good. He's got a good voice. He, yeah, he's awesome. I love, I love that guy. Can't wait to meet him at the National for sure. 
Angie says, when I used to go to school, the principal used to bring his own cards and show them to students, kept kids out of trouble. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mosaic mine needs to know. Peter, 49ers or Raiders, Giants or A's? None. None? Who? I don't have a favorite team. Speak to that. Why? I just don't. When I was younger, I did because I was a follower, and everybody else said you had to have a favorite team, but I don't have a favorite team anymore. It might be because of fantasy. I used to play fantasy years and years ago. And it's hard rooting for your favorite team. And I used to like the Seattle Supersonics. So once they left, it, why why cheer for a team if you're going to do that to me? Maybe that's it, but I don't I don't have a favorite team. I can care less who wins or loses. I just enjoy watching people passionately play a sport and have fun doing it. So let's talk then about your favorite card companies. Jordan wants to know, why do you collect Pacific Wax specifically? Oh, that's a good one. Say that three times fast i know I, <laughs> pacific wax specifically i think i think it was a I, I have a brief memory of them when i was younger right and it was more so when slabby and i and rip and i when we get bored we always try and dig through random stuff in the hobby and figure out why or who or where and just try it make try and make it make sense so one day prism and michael j kramer came up on like a lot of these sets that we had that Panini has, of course, Panini has a lot of not just Pacific, but Pinnacle, Playoff, right? A whole bunch of other companies that they inherited or however you want to call it that they bought out or whatever. Um, so they kept a lot of the names of the sets and products. So just doing the history of these, we're like, oh, that's cool that they didn't, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But we want to know who, where, and why. And Michael J. Kramer, just his whole story about being an NFL photographer, right? And taking pictures and being denied licensing in and out, then making making cards for abroad that were in Spanish, I believe, right? Then having his own set of his Kmart card or a Circle K card, rather. Oh, thank my lovely lady just bringing me my food. This is after hours so I can eat, right? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Do it. Guys. What do you eat? Where, where's that from? I can't say. If Coach Co watching, he going to hurt me. It's McDonald's. <laughs> um, Yeah. Let's go, call <laughs> but Pacific. That's where Pacific came about. I did. We just admired Michael J. Kramer's story. Um, when he um he had the largest mail-in card business in the world at the time. You know what I mean? Before he even made Pacific, uh, and his wife was holding that down while he was on a boat crabbing with his uncle or something like that. So the fact that he was his dad helped him with his business when he was in college. The fact that he was family oriented. He was on the West Coast. It's just a lot of similarities uh, that we found through that. And that's what really engaged us with it. And it's the original, not a first prism ever. You know what I mean? There were prism cards back in the 80s, right? Yeah. But as far as sets and stuff and configurations and and just part of his genius, Panini still has and they still, you know, use. So I just always like to honor that. It always helps tell the story. If I have a, a, a current prism box, I can tell the story by showing an old school prison box at the same time so people can see the similarities and the differences and the growth on where the hobby's gone. Did you like the creativity though of all the various inserts and the technologies that they were using for the cards themselves? Like did that inspire you and really get your your hobby juices flowing? For Pacific? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, anything shiny gets me. I'm not gonna lie. I love the shine unless it's a player that I just admire. I love the shine. That's what I love about the card art. You know what I mean? It's the way it brings me in and glistens and glosses and things like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hear you, man. I, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I don't love Pacific. The Pacific cards of the nineties are not my favorites. I respect the creativity. Right. I respect the genius that you referred to of Mike Kramer. Speaking of Mike Kramer, did you, are you aware that he's kind of like come out of not you that told, he was you told me on clubhouse one night and then I, I hopped off real quick and then I went in, I went and watched it, and then he went on again. I think it's like three or four of them or something like that. But, oh, yeah, you know I tuned in. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool, right? And Jeff Morris, who worked for him for a long time, was on my show a couple months ago, and he spoke He spoke a lot about the days of Pacific. So I don't know if you saw that episode, but if you didn't, you might want to go back for nostalgic purposes and watch that show that I did with Jeff Morris. I can tell you the episode number later, but check that one out. I want to go to this comment from Tyler. It says, beyond the cardboard, I have a lot of respect for you already as a person and for what you do as an educator. Got to uh, echo those sentiments. Thank you for that nice comment, Tyler. He goes on to say that sealed wax is one of the best investments in the hobby as it gets opened and populations go up, but the population of the wax goes down. Hey, hey, that's, hey, hey, I love that. I live by that. That's why I do it. Very true. And Angie, off topic, but says she's very upset that Carey Price is being exposed in the NHL expansion draft. Yeah, I didn't know that yet, Angie, and that that does surprise me. Break that uh, down for me. Break that down for me, Professor. What does Harris, that mean? Break that what down. That for means, me. What that means is that this next year in, in the NHL, there's a new team, the Seattle Kraken, are coming into the league, the 32nd team. So there's an expansion draft. They're in Seattle, Washington? That's my favorite team. I have a favorite team now. Woo! <laughs> What's my team name? Seattle what? The Kraken. The, the Kraken. The K-R-A-K-E-N. The Kraken. Man, we getting it cracking. Seattle Kraken. Let's get you're it cracking. are getting it cracking. Yeah. So, so every existing team, except for one, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights, all the other team, because they're a recent team, they have to give a player to the, to the Seattle Kraken. And they can only protect certain amount of players from the Kraken to to pluck a player off of their team. And so the Montreal Canadiens have exposed a goalie by the name of Carey Price, who is one of the top three goalies in the NHL and has been for quite some time. He's had his ups and his downs, but he just came off an amazing playoffs where they went to the Stanley Cup final. And so it's just kind of upset. He's been a he's been a, a mainstay on the on the Montreal Canadiens since 2007 he's a very important player to them so it's okay. just a little surprising and uh montreal canadians fans will be upset but some of them will look at it being as a turning a new leaf and moving into the future that's breaking it down for you but i'm glad you got a team you have a hockey team seattle yeah that's your team yeah yeah we yeah. rocking yeah that's my team now we got to find you a hat or a jersey or something like that of the national yeah. next week yeah I'm going to find me a, a PC for that, too. That's where I'm going to start with my hockey. So, listen, let's – and then Jordan makes the funny joke. Is Connor McDavid being protected? Best player in the world. He certainly is being protected. Hockey guy says, Peter is investing in his community, one of the best investments you can make. Yeah, true that, for sure. So, let's let's talk a bit more about the hobby and you, Peter, because you have done something that's really cool in that – You've studied the hobby. Like you're not just a guy that buys boxes, buys packs, buy you actually you're you're a student of the hobby. And you know, just like Ryan Nolan, who's been on my show several times. We call him the hockey card, the 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 sorry, the, the card show correspondent. He's from Breakout Cards. He's a student of the hobby as well. You're so it's kind of good. We got we got we got a crew, you guys. You're a student of the hobby. 
you have gone back to research basically the beginning of time, the advent of trading cards. I'm not going to say sports. I'm going to say trading cards or trading cardboard, ephemera. I think you say it, ephemera or something like that. Tell us about that. Like I've always thought that trading cards go back to like 1888 or so. Set me straight. When what's what are the origins of trading cards? So I'll start off by saying this disclaimer: I don't know. Every time I research, I find out something new. So as I'm saying this, no, I, I hope somebody can help me and, and educate me if if I miss a few years. But through my knowledge on what I consider as far as the trading cards or anything we can consider trading cards, I know I can't forget the name of the game, but it, um. In the 1300s, back in the Ming Dynasty 1300s, there was a group of people, there was a community who used, I want to say it was like a board game or some kind of card game that they would play. It was an actual card game. It wasn't a trading card. They didn't have images of people, per se, on these cards. But the way their government was at the time and money was scarce, actual money was scarce, the people used to use those cards on the street as currency, right? So months and months ago when we use these cards on the street as currency now it's like oh it's kind of the same thing that's a stretch that's a reach but still got to give a shout out for them for for being that creative to still be able to make a living you know what i'm saying to make that happen and place value in a card right i'm like we place value and then between there that's when we find a whole bunch of the technology and actually like prisms and holograms and all that as far as artists and stuff from all over um, start experimenting and using in their artwork, right? And, and in all types of pieces and things. And then from there, for me personally, when it comes to trading cards, the early 1700s is when I can officially say we had a trading card with images of males or females on them. You know what I mean? As far as um, it could be a picture of a lady, a maid or something, you know what I mean? Um, or something like that. And then that's early 1700s, right? And then we could go to 1774 with one of the first like official trade cards that I know to my recollection, um, the Ignatius or Ignatius Sancho cards from 1774, which is a pretty cool card to me. I like, I love tell, uh, collecting the cards too to tell a little bit of history, specifically if it relates to any kind of um, um, African descent history, right? Because there are certain cards from the 1700s all the way through the early 1900s that depict African people of African descent on the cards and they actually tell stories. That's a part of history. You know, to me, that's a part of history and it's cool. I don't take it as, oh, that's shady. Like we already know what was going on back then. We are already trying to make things right. You know what I mean? I just think it's cool that, that, that it existed. Um, not what happened existed, but that now we can go back and use this and I can use it to tell a story. So, um, 1774 with the Sancho card, which had a picture of a young slave boy on it, and also a picture of um, it was a young boy. Um, um, he was uh, fielding tobacco, I believe. It was he was fielding tobacco, not cotton, because Ignatius Sancho and his wife had a supermarket in the Virgin Islands, I believe it was Trinidad, and they would have sugar cane, tobacco, cotton, all, all a bunch of stuff. People would come by, you know what I mean? And on his trade card. He had an image of a boy fielding some of the crops and then another picture of another young boy who was, um, man, oh, I to be put, uh, the term I want to use, but he was a, a, a native, he was, he was a native, native boy, native, native of the, uh, uh, of the soil. You know what I mean? And he was on the front of the car. And then on the back, they had an older native gentleman trading 
the tobacco with some kind of um, sergeant or colonel or general. You know what I mean? There's another story to go behind it. So that was cool as heck to me. And that's 1774. And then between there, of course, there are a whole bunch of other cards, trade cards, where it just depicts women or animals, states. I think it was Alan Genter, maybe, who may have started that in the mid-1800s or something like that. And I believe it was Alan Genter and, let me see, a Goodwin, right, in the late 80s, like right after Peck and Snide in 1868, when Peck and Snide had their little shop, their baseball store, and they was trying to um, um, sell more stuff. So they started putting advertising the games and putting athletes for the players on their on their cards for people to come or on like business cards and things. So people can know when the games are, but it's also so people can come shop at their place, right? Shout out to Peck and Snide for that. But yeah. shortly after that, or at the same time with that, we had the tobacco companies who were really the, the enforcers of what we can say were trading cards or posted stamps or stamp cards, whatever you want to call it, right? That's when we start, I, I have one, I don't even know where it is, but I have a, a William and Duke card where it's three gentlemen on the card and they're actually looking at cards. And I thought that was dope. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. It's somewhere around here. You see what I do to my cards. Yeah. So <laughs> I, love it. I love that. But just that history of while people were collecting back in the 1900s, you know what I mean? And then if you fast forward, like this William and Duke postage stamp is Zulu mail. You know what I mean? So there were a lot yeah. of, there were a lot of different, just different things being placed on cards. And the thing that was interesting, oh, my son just showed me a PlayStation controller we've been trying to find for months. But um, just a lot of interesting things with tobacco companies, specifically with William and Duke and the American Tobacco Company. I'm looking to the right because I have a timeline. I have like five or six of these that start from the 1300s. This one starts from 1868. The other one starts from the 1300s to the 1700s. It's called Smeared, but 1868, Peck and Snide. This is Alan Genter, 1875, 1890, Goodwin. And it goes down to 1890 with the American Tobacco Company all the way down to I think it was 1912 or 06 or something when they had the, the Tobacco Act, right? Where you, uh, William and Duke and them was owning everything. They was like the... Uh, they was like the uh, 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 Nat Turner back in the day. You know, they owned everything. Whenever somebody tried to break up or do something, now nah, we we own you. Even though you're your own company, we still own you. Everybody was under Williamson and Duke until they had to break up. They got a lawsuit, right? So he had to break up all them companies that he had, had to break up into a whole bunch of other companies. There were over 300 tobacco companies producing trade stamps and cards back in uh, the mid or early 1900s. You know what I mean? Before before the wars and uh, and paper shortages and before tobacco companies, like I said, they got broken down. I can't pronounce the word, but they went from a monopoly to a apologi or apology or something else. Which oligopoly. Is the same, what? How do you say it? Oligopoly. Oligopoly, which is pretty much the same thing, but just a lot more pieces on the bottom, right? More competitors, yeah. More competitors, exactly. But he's but but William and Duke still owned all of them. You know, he was still in charge or he still had his hands in all of them. Like Disney has their hands in everything. Um, uh, 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 a lot of similarities. And then from the tobacco went to the food and um, candy companies. I think it was 1938 Tops Chewing Gum, right? Really started getting their hands or interest into cards. And I think, was it 58 or it was the same year Snoopy came out in the first year they made a card at the same time. So just a whole lot of history that's then that's being repeated now, if you really peep. And through that, 
we do that all the time. We always challenge what we see and ask why and who and why and who and why and who and always come up with different possibilities. Okay, well, what's missing from today that wasn't there now? What's going to be tried again? Man, ain't nobody ever did music. Man, we about to do music. <laughs> so so that timeline that you showed us, like uh -huh. that's that's the result of your, your studying, researching. That and a whole bunch of these papers that got, yeah, I got a whole bunch of these papers. Like I literally, I'm old school. I take notes. I so read I, books and I take notes still. So when I said you're a student of the hobby, you just kind of proved it. I'd never seen that stuff before. You just kind of proved it. You've actually put pen to paper to try and map out the history of the hobby. So earlier on in the discussion, we talked about how you've been collecting since, you know, your dad would buy you packs of cards as a kid. You're a true lifer, but you're really going back to, like, you love, you love, you, let me ask you this. Yes or no. Do you love the hobby? Yes. Why? Tell me, I mean, you, I, it's going to sound like a redundant question because it's just, you exude it, but try and break it down in just a couple of sentences. Why do you love it so much? First and foremost, it's the way it makes me feel. It's the way it makes me feel. And with me, it's the way it makes us and we feel. The people I get to enjoy the hobby with. Like I said, I get to make memories with my kids. You know what I mean? It's not all, it's not all shine and bright. I, 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 just like all of us online, we show what we want to show. You know what I mean? I'm I'm 38. I'm the father of four, but I'm a divorced father too. Like my my two oldest kids are with somebody else, so I have the, the, I, I have ups and downs in my life as well as other things too, as we all do. You know what I'm saying? That we go through life. So um, the hobby is an it's an escape, for lack of a better phrase. I know I can always come to the hobby, even if it's by myself with yes. my collection, looking through my cars. And I don't need anybody else. And I forget about whatever it is I was going through for that brief moment or extended period of time. I get to look at these cards on the floor in my PC box or my wax. And it just takes me to a space that I need, just like the young gentleman I was telling you about at school. You know what I mean? That when I showed him the Pokemon cards and it for a second, he was able to focus and breathe. It does the same thing for me. And then just to piggyback off again, just to be able to make those memories with my brother with my cousin my dad has a song on 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 you on on streaming platforms and on youtube uh don't you i believe that's the name of it like my we had our dad come in here and make a song one night you know what i mean so yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool okay let's uh let's go to a couple comments here uh facebook user i'm not sure who says interesting show never heard of peter and impressed that's pretty awesome pretty awesome Rice Bonds Montana de Young, and he's part of this guy's actually part of the group that interviewed um Michael Kramer from Pacific. So he says, Wow, never seen live live. What a cool guest and cool convo. Thank you. Uh, great, great to have you join. Flea Market Mixtape says the first chrome set was 92 tops finest. Chris Hayes says it would be cool to see some examples of the cards and items that you've been discussing, Peter. This is all new to me and very interesting. That would be cool. And Hockey Guy says, Peter, what is the oldest card that you own? Mm, the oldest card I own would have to be one, probably one of these postage stamps. Um, I have a few of these. I believe they're from the same year early. They're in N85. So I believe that would make it um, ninth, early 1900s, I believe. I could be wrong. I hope somebody can correct me. But those are the oldest ones that I have. This one is a uh, postage stamps. Mm. What does it say at the top? Can you what's the top of the slab say? It says N eighty five, 
W. Duke and Sons, William and Duke and Sons Company, and it says Zulu Mail. And it postage, is postage stamps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks nice. And then a raw one back here, same thing. Williamson and Duke right here. And this one's cool too, because every card has a story. If you look at it, that's when we all were breaking down that Gresky card. I thought it was cool that it had some rough edges and some misprints because we're all not perfect. And I yeah. like it when you broke down the story of that card and other people were like, yeah, and pointing those things out to me. It may not add value as far as money, but an insight and knowledge that's value right there. You know what I mean? And then it gives us the card a cool story. This card actually has a, a signing or a stamp on it. So and it's it's old. So somebody from the 1900s did that for sure. So I think it's cool. This one's titled. Cool. Um, what's this one titled? I forgot what this one was titled. Oh, Plantation Mail. This one on the bottom actually says Plantation Mail. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. COVID card collector says uh, class in session. No doubt. No doubt about that. When you broke out your boards. I like it. Hockey guy busted out his homework on the topic. Card Canucks, better late than never. Charles, great to see you. Welcome to the show. And uh, I'm, I haven't, Charles has a show called Card Canucks. I didn't watch his episode tonight, but I'm definitely going to go back and watch that. Charles, congratulations on that show this evening. Joe Perot says, did Peter ever go to Kings baseball cards back in the day? BHS Yellow Jackets 84. King, is that in, Bur that's in Berkeley, right? That's Berkeley uh, High School, maybe? That, hey, Kings for sure. That sounds familiar. Is that in Berkeley? Yellow Jackets. That's Beehive. I know that for sure. I know that's Beehive. If Kings is in Berkeley, I, I live. I grew up in Berkeley too. I used to live right next door to Whoopi Goldberg's uh, mother. We used to ask her for bread and eggs and flour all the time when we didn't have it back in the day on McKinley Street, right by Beehive, right next to the uh, Berkeley Police Department, bro. So I know all about Berkeley. We was at Kings for sure, for sure. Yeah, man, I'm a Berkeley native, too. I'm all over the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> COVID card collector, what are good places to learn more about the hobby history? Like, what are – do you want to share some of your sources for uh, for what you're finding out? Uh, man, it's going to sound crazy. Google, and you just Ooh, really got to oh. keep on searching. Because a lot of the stuff – I literally type I literally type in, like, sports card history. Or I literally type that in, and then I just click everything and read until – you know, stuff starts making sense and I'll be able to track whatever sounds like it makes the most sense and then question that. And it's just a whole bunch of time and time. You're going you're gonna to like this next comment. You ready? Yeah. Lameem James in the house. Lameem James said, <laughs> Peter, Peter's a legend. Appreciate everything you bring to the hobby. Could not agree more. And welcome to the show, Lameem James. But yeah. Joe Perot says, yeah, B-Town, yeah, Whoopi came to our drama class too. So there you go. It's the same neighborhood. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. The I want to I want to just recognize this. The dream lets us know that Ray Stonehouse passed away. A Vancouver community hobbyist, owner of the great Canadian sports cards in Port Moody for over thirty years. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of uh, of Ray Stonehouse. Not sure. Not can't say I'm familiar with the gentleman, but um, always uh, not not pleasant to hear about a, a hobbyist. Passing away or that's big else. though. Everybody go tell somebody you love them right now. Text them or at some point today, make sure you go tell everybody or somebody you love them for real, for real. For real, for real. Totally. Mike Wick says it's great to see Peter's love of the hobby and history. That alone sparks connections to many people. And I love that we have this platform where we can all gather and share what we love. Yeah, that I love the end of that, Mike. The end of that post right there. 
I love that we have this platform where we can all gather and share what we love, especially during this time of like, you know, social distancing and all the virtual, all the Zooms, all the YouTube and all that. Uh, well said, Mike Wick. Very, very well said. Toa, Toa Hanks, I went through my old collection, haven't seen it in 20 years. It was refreshing to see Pacific Classic Quantum Leaf Wildcard brought back some <laughs> memories. For sure. Love what you collect. Much respect, Peter. I also collect cards similar to you about our history. You know, that's a good segue, Peter, because I did, you know, I did want to ask you, and this is, I, I want to just kind of forewarn the audience. This, I, you know, this might sound insensitive. I don't know how it sounds. I'm going to just say it anyway, Peter, you're African-American, you're a black man. What, you know, you've, you've obviously faced racism in your life. I think that's just something that we can successfully assume what you know how how has the hobby embraced you and your and your brothers into it like is there any you know is it all inclusion or is there any exclusion or is there any any sense of um I don't know. Racism feels like too strong of a word, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. I, I think it is because I think sometimes, not to cut you off, my guy, you know what I mean? But the racism, because sometimes we throw that word around because people um, act that way when they don't have the power to be, right? So within the hobby, I don't believe from any individuals we've experienced racism because I don't think we've met any individuals with the power to be racist and to actually, you know, to be racist. Now, when it comes to some of these bigger um, corporations or businesses and platforms in the hobby, not me specifically, but I've seen and witnessed others and, and, and me and other people who are not of African descent or, uh, or POC call, say, yeah, look, um, it's present in the hobby. We get approached and we get given these things all the time. And this person doesn't get it. And you know what I mean? And this is people who come out the blue and say, I don't even have to put it out there. It's not a complaint. Like it's not for me. I feel like the hobby for us individuals has embraced us like you, anybody who gives us, who shares their platform with us is essentially saying whether they, whether they um, can say it the way you did, right. They're essentially saying, Hey, we want to share our platform with you and give you a chance to show your face and what you do and, and really inspire, you know what I mean? So um, individually, no, but as collect, I don't, I haven't felt anything from specifically, we haven't felt anything from these big corporations, but I know it exists. Like we know we've seen, so we've been in the hobby for a year, just like a lot of other people. And, but see, we don't do it for likes and follows. So it's different. A lot of those people do it for likes and follows. So, so they get, they get this notoriety or blue checks or doing all of this and all this. We do it literally because it's fun. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why we don't get the recognition or some of that stuff. Like I said, even though we're not looking for it, but it's no coincidence that some people just get boosted up to the top and get all these different things. And it's purposely put on these pages. You know what I mean? When I say pages, I'm talking big time companies, big time companies, not not none of us individuals. You know what I mean? It's bigger than us. I'm never going to come after the individual. Um yeah, it's just we just it's deliberate, but that's like with everything else in the in this world. It, that, that's everything else, and I feel as if with the hobby, with the people who have their feet on the soil, who are at the card shows, who are on here, even the people who are disliking, they're engaging, right? For me, empathy is big. For me, you don't have to like me, I don't have to like you, and I'm still gonna respect you. 
right? It doesn't mean I have to have dinner with you. I'm not going to let you babysit my kids. But if I can have a, uh, a better perspective as to why you think the way you think, that means I'm going to respect you more. It's not going to mean I'm going to hate you more. You know what I mean? If I was raised where you were raised, I'd probably think and feel the same exact way. So I get it. You know what I mean? But uh, for me, it's the, the the race thing, just like in life and in the hobby too, we can come from anywhere, man. We've all been programmed to think and feel this one way when it comes to race or races and fight and battle and choose sides or whatever it is, right? We've been bred with this hate. If it's if it's in the world, it's in us too. So we, I own that. We own that. Whether we act on it in a negative way or not, we own it and we recognize it. So like I said, I've outside the hobby, I've experienced racism from any and everybody, all races. There's not one race who has not deliberately done so, you know what I mean? So, of course, when you're living in a country where you're predominantly not the or you're not the majority, of course, you're going to experience it from other people more. You know, it's just it's a numbers game and it's just the way it is. I understand how history worked. I can't re, re, we can't rewrite history. I can't get mad at you or anybody else for not being able to rewrite history. Right. So the best we can do is just change it one person at a time, starting with yourself, starting with your kids at home, starting with your family, your community and make it what's safe and, and conducive for you, man. Whatever, whatever you think is right. <laughs> you know, I, I get I hear what you're saying and, and I appreciate it. Like, you know, that you're just so uh, you're just so positive about everything. And and the, really the, the motivation behind my the topic is really because, you know, when I, I'm just thinking about my experiences going to card shows, you know, whether it's the national or the expo, the, the big ones, you know, you don't see it. They're mostly white. I'll just say it. It's mostly white people, you know, walking around. And I think, you know, if I had to even put a number on it, I'd say it's like maybe one in 75 people might not be white that I see. I, maybe a bit, maybe it's a bit stronger than that. You know, maybe it's like one in 25 or one in 50. I don't know what that number is, but, you know, I just, I just want to hear that the hobby, cause you know, people know, viewers know, my critics know, I like to see the good in things. I like, I'm a positive person. And I just want to hear that there's been, that, that you are included. You're welcomed because of the color of your skin, not, or, or like not in, not in, or not discluded in spite of it sort of thing. Right. So I, th I think you've, you've given me the answer that I was hoping for in that, you know, you haven't had any bad experiences in the hobby. I know you have them outside the hobby. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And with the with what we've seen over the last year, the Black Lives Matter movement, all all of these, all, you know, just all of these things going on in the world. I just wanted. I, it kind of makes me feel good to hear that the hobby is sort of you know at least when you're walking in it physically, it's not you know you're kind of maybe. There's for a, me, yeah. For me, yeah. it is. For me, it is. But then I get DMs sometimes from a lot of people who don't have that same experience. You know what I mean? There's DMs from people who sometimes it goes around and gets spread where people are are treating others a, a certain way. You know what I mean? Uh, um, using ignorance and being biased and prejudice. Those are the extreme words I like to use. You know yeah. what I mean? Because not you have to have power to be racist. I'm the dean of students at a school. I have the power to be racist at school when I'm at school. I can I, I can do that. I can put one entire uh, uh, race at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? So throughout the hobby, I don't feel there's an individual who has the ability to do that. And um, like I said, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 
a lot of times people are afraid to hit that dislike button or don't want to come tell us to our face for whatever it is and they'll go tell somebody else you know what i mean but at the same time i'm one of those people who if you say something disrespectful or out of line i might laugh at you or say it back to you and walk away but my brothers and cousins and friends might knock you out so everybody's different you know what i yeah. mean me yeah. i'm gonna I'm take i'm gonna get it like I, I read books and a whole bunch of, i'm gonna get you back a different way you know what I'm saying? But they might knock you out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I like the lawyers and things. And, you know, I like to I like to handle things that way. You feel me? They might knock you out, though. And, you know, the fact of the matter is a lot of it, a lot of it is just ignorance and fear, fear of the unknown, the, the un, you know, just, just that kind of thing. So I think you're the kind of guy who's going to and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm making an assumption here. But I think you're the kind of guy who's going to try to educate to turn somebody to help make somebody a better person versus knocking them out. Not that there's anything with not not that there's anything wrong with knocking somebody out once in a while who might be completely, you know, just wrong about their approach. But is that is that kind of is that how you see yourself as somebody who would rather educate and turn that ignorance around and maybe help somebody understand a situation better? Yes, specifically, yes. I'm gonna say yes. Yep, absolutely. I was gonna make an excuse and just say the kids, but some wise men told me before that if you're really trying to focus on change, you have to focus on the adults and parents too. So let me let me get better in this moment right now and say yes all the way. I believe, yep, for sure. Yeah, uh, that's how I that's how I see you. That that's the vibe you give out. That's your energy, and just even based on the conversation we've had tonight, I mean that that's the feeling I get. And again, you know, for the, for the audience, like, you know, it's not an easy discussion or topic to raise because you just never know how it's going to go. But, you know, I just, I just wanted to hear Peter's perspective uh, on his experience in the hobby, because this is sports cards live. You know, this is, this is a hobby show and I want the hobby angle. I'm not asking him what his life is like outside the hobby because you know, it's just, that's not what the show's about. Right, and, right. and, you know, I want to hear about Peter in the hobby, but the fact that he is a black man and a lifelong hobbyist, you know, I, I wanted to hear that. And um, I'm getting, we're getting some good feedback on it in the chat. So I'm, I'm glad that it was received like that. Cause I felt like I was taking a risk with this one. So no, no, um, I, thank you for asking that. And I got to say, shout out Prism Guy just for when I when I years ago when I first got on Instagram or in the hobby or just started looking, just looking at stuff. Like I, said, I was in my in my cave and I wasn't active, but Prism Guy was one of the first uh, people of African descent or black people that I saw in cards. You know what I mean? And I think he just not. I think I know he just had his card show in Atlanta this weekend. You know what I mean? So to see that. Uh, just to see it, whether we whether we have a personal relationship or not, just to see it, and it's like, oh wow, okay, so he doing it his way, we can do it our way, and it's cool, you know what I mean? Or if it's not cool, he he's making it cool for him. It doesn't matter who else is cool for. And then if it inspires or if it does anything positive from there, cool. So we're just literally trying to be that same breath of fresh air. Um, Naka is another uh, 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 person of African descent who's a breaker out there. Who we feel is very underrated and um yeah it's like i said there's a lot of other people i still think prism god is underrated when it comes to the collectors and all these and how many times i see different people on different things i'm like man i need to see prism god some more on there i don't know he's a busy guy so you know so i don't know the situation but yeah for sure yeah 
Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing, the you know, that's what the, this hobby, you know, you're a lifer like me, Peter, and like many people watching right now who will watch later on. And the, you know, it's really come to, to the front of mind over the last year, especially being isolated in a lot of ways, like physically that, you know, we have, we, my, I'm going to speak for myself here. And I know it's the same for many others, but over the last year, even though we haven't been physically together and I know that's starting to change now, but it's like, I've made more connections in the last year and a half than I probably did in, in the, you know, 10, five, 10 years leading up, whatever, several, a lot longer period leading up to it. And the reason is, is one thing. We have a common bond. It's not the color of our skin. It's not that we're men. It's not that we're women. It's not that we're from Canada, the US, Asia, Australia. It's that we all collect or are involved some way in the hobby. And right. someone recently said, I love that they said this. They said that the hobby is so powerful that we've stolen the word hobby for ourselves. We have. I, I know right? I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. Well, and I'm in several are. different hobbies. The <laughs> hobby. The hobby is guilty. Like fishing <laughs> is a hobby. Knitting is a hobby. Right. right. They don't get the word. We get the word. It's ours. It's our word. It's our word. But the fact, the point is, is that the hobby is what we all have in common. And that's why when, when you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that some other, you know, my people of minority or people of color have felt some ignorance, some prejudice, that kind of thing. That disappoints me. Uh, but I hope that is minimized. I hope it goes away. Probably never will, but I hope it goes away. I hope it, 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 it is mitigated. And it's just like, this is what we have in common. Nothing else matters about you except that we have this in common and hopefully we can get along and, 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 you know, agree on some things, maybe not everything and just be friends and grow the community. Cause this hobby is so much more powerful than just buying and selling and collecting cards the slab stocks crew, what they're doing with their sending, they're going to send 200 kids to camp. I mean, like what a, what a, what a powerful, what a, an, an important, yeah. Like, right. Like it's just such a, the, we, we as a hobby have a lot of power. We have a lot of power to make, yeah. to do, to make good change. And so that's, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with it, but I just think it's awesome. So Let's uh, let's go to some comments, man. Let's go to some comments. Watch a couple more things that you've done with uh, with your fellas, and uh, and we'll probably call it a night. Sound good? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. All right. So I want. Oh, we missed a whole bunch here. Um, I'm gonna go to right here. I believe this is Glenn Scribner says I would never be like my dad, who is very racist. We need to love everyone. That last part. We need to love everyone. It's hard to love everybody. Like every individual, but we need to generally love. While, 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 while you feel your dad may be racist, try and understand where your dad is coming from. Not You don't have to agree with him, but understand where he was raised, how he was raised. And, you know, that doesn't mean he can't change. You know what I mean? But still through understanding, then there's a better chance of there being some kind of instead of, you know, so not to say you're not doing that, bro, but that'd just be my advice is for sure. Try to understand where he's coming from, even though he may be coming from a place of hate. But that's coming from somewhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Chris Hayes says, the I think talking about the hobby is white male dominated easily. I mean, that's been my perception. Lindsay Jameson says, thank you. This is so great. Such an important conversation. Appreciate that, Lindsay. Chris Hayes, 
It says agreed, super unique content relative to what is normally out in the card content YouTube universe. Great stuff. Thank you, Chris Hayes. Lamim James says, thank you for having this discussion. Thank you, Lamim. And, and I don't want I don't want to say you're welcome. I don't feel like I like like I'm just yeah, thank you for the comment. Dave says it's cool to see a young gun that has a passion for older sports cards. No doubt about it. Shout no out. Yeah. Yeah. Lamim says Peter is one of the most positive guys I know. Uh, that that that's that's what I'm picking up as well, for sure. Joe Perot says, appreciate you, Peter. Hope to hear your voice moving forward. Yeah, second that. Uh, Facebook user, I think, I guess, Glenn. Ethan Bear scored his own net and was... Na okay, so this is uh, the context here, Peter, is that Ethan Bear is a an, uh, uh, Canadian Aboriginal uh, hockey player, scored on his own net, which, you know, you don't want to do. You don't want to score on yourself, and was unfairly criticized as well. And many parts of the... Oilers Arena, so the Edmonton Oilers Arena are named after Native people, which made it wrong in many ways. Well, that's just wrong in general, for sure. Hmm. Uh, Dave H. says, I got a large collection of beehive photos from my grandma. I love the older sports and hockey stuff. It's funny when some comments seem like they're out of place, but some people are watching. They're, they're behind, right? So, right, right. <laughs> yep, yep. All good. I'm with them. I get it. I'm going to skip the next one here because uh, Flea Market says, salute, Pac-Man. Uh, amazing critical thinking, brother. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Angie says, uh, Pete, who is better, LeBron or Jordan? Putting you to the test here. Who's better? I don't know. Depends. If you would have asked me back in the 90s, and I would have said Jordan today, even though I may prefer Jordan, I don't know who's better. I like them both. I only like to choose when I have to. And if I don't have to right now, Angie, I'm not. I like them both. They both did a lot for the game of basketball. Yeah, so I like them both. You're told you're you're on the fence there. Hey, you're not willing to. I'll say Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah, say I don't, yeah, don't want to take it there. That's a whole other conversation. You know, you don't I mean? have. You See, don't. a lot of people don't like. I, I, if we're having that debate, I'd probably lean on LeBron if people want to know, just because it's the not popular opinion, not just because I feel I just like the not popular opinion. It's fun. Fair enough. <laughs> Jeremy Pringle, uh, your thanks both of us, Peter and Jeremy. Thank you for joining tonight. Okay, so we are at, okay. We're at the bottom of the comments, which is great. Uh, oh, I want to show you something, Peter. Here, um, I want to show you the oldest card in my collection. Ooh, let's see. Yeah, let me just bring it up here quick. I. I have it here. So this is now, I believe it to be the oldest hockey card. Can't can't verify that, but here we go. Right there. There we go. So this is 1888 Atlantic and Pacific hockey card. And it actually, if I were, I don't have the back handy, but the back is like an advertisement for baking soda. Wow. That's from 1888. 1888, yeah. Where's that Nova Scotia or uh, hey, uh, where is that? You know where that image may be. I, I, do, it could be, it could be in the UK. It could be in the Maritimes, like uh, Nova Scotia or somewhere like that. I, I do not know where it is. But and it's the funny thing is that it, it could it's, be Britain too, right? Because they were playing yeah. hockey. I heard in the war up in Britain. I heard that's what they were doing. They breaks was play hockey, and that's how it made it to Canada or something. I've heard yes. so many different stories about it. And this image has been used on a couple of other cards of of its time. And the funny thing is that it, they're not even hold. These don't like these. Are, these are curved sticks. They're not really hockey sticks. And that's a ball. It doesn't quite look like a puck. So I don't know that it's for sure hockey, but it says you know. PSA can think it's hockey, or maybe it 
does it say oh it's actually it says hockey on it somewhere if i remember correctly i'd have to look it, it I think has it, to be an early version of hockey yeah that's what it might be it might just be an early version but i wanted to show i want to show you that because that's the oldest card in my collection um and then i wanted to also show the audience and everyone in the chat a couple of other uh things that you've done on a couple other youtube clips so Okay, first of all, uh, Jordan Riker says, will we see cards like this as a national? Yeah, you will see cards like that and older, for sure. For sure you will. Um, okay, so this one is the uh, the Rip James sports card parody memes. Guys, this is a minute long, so we're going to play about – I have two or three more to go, and then we're going to wrap this up. So let me share the screen. Here we go. So my man was like, we're going to hang out with Rip James tonight, right? You know you know what I'm saying? And when he comes out the room, man, I look at him, right? And it's, it's, I'm not playing, man. It's like this wax, man. There's a whole lot of wax. All I seen was wax. It's oil. I seen it. Check out the grill. Optic. <laughs> we started ripping it. And he was real ripperish, which is right up my alley. I'm one of the baddest collectors of all time. One of the best rippers, letters, all that. Hold my blaster, Trevor. He walked up to chicks, man, and licked the whole side of their face, man. Throw a pack right in their face, man. Rick James. <laughs> So listen, I want to, I just, I just want to show, hold on. I got I'm going to mute it for a second. I want to show two parts here. Look, okay. Right, right here. I feel like you're both about to you had to cut that there because you were both about to just start laughing really loud at what was going on at the situation. But there's another part where, and who who's the lady in the video? That's my lady. That's my, so that, it wouldn't be no Pac-Man if it wasn't for her. It wasn't for our ladies, it wouldn't be here either. So that's the lady who takes care of the kids when I'm doing what I, whenever I need to do or want to do whatever I want to do. All right. So there's the part where is it? There's the part right at the end of this first scene, right here, where it feels like, yeah, like she's just, she's like, she can't even hold her laughter in anymore. Like the, the first one, you're both about to laugh. I think this is the one. I might, it might be the same. Right there. He you see her face there? Yeah. I, I got I to gotta pause it on, on, on this one spot. Uh, you can sort of see it. She just, yeah. she looks like she's just about to lose her shit right there. So funny. All right. So there was that one. And then uh, this one here, this is with your kids in it. So I thought this would be fun to show everybody. This one is uh, 51 seconds long. Hey, Pac-Man, where do cards go when they go to jail? Where? Prism. Prism. Ah. Hey, Pac-Man. What's up? How do you know a Pokemon like you? I don't know. How? They peek at you. Ah. <clears throat> They peek at you. Why? 
Hey, Beckman. What's up? What do you call breakers that don't pay taxes? I don't know what. Freeloaders. Ah! Hey, Beckman, where do you buy a whole bunch of cards? I don't know where. A card lock. Ah! Hey, Beckman. What's up? What do cards and dryers have in common? I don't know what. You load them with slings. <laughs> I love, I love, where to go? I love that one because he takes a pack of sleeves and throws it in the dryer. They write their own jokes too. That's so funny, man. There's some, there's some, you know, th there's like some real nuggets in these videos that are just pretty hilarious. The last one is, uh, is this one here. This is a playoff of uh, Jerry Maguire. I'm going to play this one now. Oh, you went deep. Yeah, man. I went deep. I went deep for you. What can I do for you, Pac? Tell me, what can I do for you? It's a very personal, very important thing. You listening? I want to make sure you're ready. Hear it. Show me the reason. Show me the retail. Like, that's hilarious, man. I think that's funny. Right on. That's an old one, man. That's way back. That's way back, right? I went, I went, I went into the uh, into the archives. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, we are uh, okay. We got some comments. We're gonna run through them. I think. Oh, the national. You will be at the national. Yes, we will be at the national. Rip Pack and Slab will be at the national. All right, that's awesome. So I can't wait to see there, guys. Make sure if you see these guys walking or you see Rip Pack and Slabs, say hi. Tell them you saw them on Sports Cards Live after hours. Yeah. A couple weeks. It'll be a couple weeks ago. Uh, this has been awesome, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad to have you. I'm glad that we got to, uh, you know, just get to know each other better, introduce you to the Sports Cards Live audience. You got a lot of great insights. I'm going to go through some comments. We'll get final thoughts. Anything, is there anything else you want to talk about, by the way? Was there? I have a feeling like there was something I was going to ask. Maybe it will come to me once we uh, once some more comments come. I have a feeling there was something I was going to ask, but I can't remember now. All right, let's let's. Uh, I'll go through some comments. Let's see if it triggers anything in your mind on that. Uh, <laughs> here's a who would you pick first in a in a, well? They, did they ever play? No, they never played at the same time. LeBron and and Who would I put in fantasy and they prime. Give me Bron. Fantasy. Give me Bron. Give me Bron. There you go. Give me Bron. Easy. There you go. There you go. Uh, playing hockey in their pajamas, that's quite daring on the on the card I showed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Riker just subscribed to RPNS, Rip Pack and Slab on on uh, here. Guys, they, they don't have many subscribers, 87. So we do a horrible uh, job of promoting. We're horrible at the promote. Like I said, we don't, we rarely post well, new look, stuff on YouTube. Look We're at horrible this. at that stuff. We, we've got you five new five new subscribers in the last hey. 10 minutes. So 
There you go. There you go. Way to go. Thanks, everybody, for subscribing to Rip, Pack, and Slab. Go give them some more follows. Maybe they'll uh, put some more stuff out there because the last thing is a month ago. So go give them, give them more subscribes. Willie T said Pac-Man was wearing cards on his neck way back before Logan Paul. Hey, hey no cap. Uh, we've been in some uh, we've been in some meetings with like production companies and directors who've been trying to lock us down with some nonsense and said no. But Slabby's had Slabby's had LeBron that LeBron James in that video that you showed. He had it around his neck in a few of them interviews, yeah. man. So yeah, Slabby Ben put that out there. So I liked it. I'm I'm Rip James Biatch. <laughs> Trick. Rick, I had to keep it PG. <laughs> we got we bought two says uh, another great conversation on sports car. Have a good night. I'll have a good night to you too, Bill. Logan Ward, thanks so much. Great to have you. Show me the retail. I'm subscribing right now. We got name indigenous Ricky cards. Name, thanks for joining. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, my guy, man. Another originator back when we had one or two followers, name was reaching out, feeling the movement for sure. For sure. Jordan was like, how can I get a sports card necklace? You make, you make one. It. You make it. This is out of RPS stickers, out of blue tape, because you only use blue tape to ship stuff, right? Hot glue and a card killer 101, man. Come on. Now. Beauty. Beauty. I got to get me a card killer 101. I should commission him for something for the national. I wonder if I'm too late. All right. Yeah. Or any card artist. There's a lot of card artists out there, man. That's the wave right there. I just bought my first one. It's coming. It's it's on its way from the card currency, guys. Yeah. They goats. Goats. They're amazing, too. Man. I got a, Le I got a LeBron coming. There. Yeah. Beautiful LeBron coming. Mike Wicks has another great show. Keep spreading love, Peter. Right We're back at back. you, Mike. There we go. All right, guys. Listen, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Give Peter a follow at Peter Pack at Peter underscore Pacman on Instagram. His cousin Javid Best, also known as known as Rip Hamiltops at Javid Best, and his brother Marcus Best, also known as at Slabby.sosa. Give these fellas all a follow. Give them a subscribe on YouTube, Rip Pack and Slab. Peter, it's been a slice, man. Final words from you, and then we're out. Once again, thank you for sharing your platform with us. I know Rip. And Slab aren't here right now, but anytime you see me, you see them or we'll hear about them. So we appreciate you. That's from all from all of us. Thank you to everybody who, who tuned in, who tapped in, who were asking questions, sending out positive vibes right back. Man, we appreciate y'all. Look forward to seeing and meeting everybody at National or engaging with you all via social media or any other way. Uh, man, on some real stuff, find somebody you love. Make them feel love. Let them know you love them. We all know throughout the hobby, we all spread love and positivity. But once we, you know, we in our home, sometimes we're going through a lot. So make sure you try and make somebody smile, check in on somebody. I got to give a super shout out to Lameem James because he gave me too much love here. Back in the heyday, Lameem tapped in with us too when we were real, real young in the hobby, creating and really um, inspired, inspired not only us to keep doing it, but to be different. You know what I mean? And and just 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 that, just watching from a distance and yeah, man, just his support has always been something that uh, uh feels good. And he was actually in this cave right here earlier this week. So it's just a dream come true, man. You, um, the card ladder crew, um, um, Donnie B, card killer, Lameem, Yam, uh, yeah. uh, uh 90s baseball cards. I mean, all all these people are people that I literally was watching before this big boom in the hobby 
You know what I mean? And and getting information and it made me go search for more and challenge different things. So just like in the educational field that I have to say thank you for everybody who paved the way and dropped some jewels that I was able to capture and keep shiny. Same for the hobby, for people who who dropped some jewels, made us feel welcome, made us feel comfortable because that only allows us to do more. So, man, thank you to everybody for real, for real. On behalf of Rip Pack and Slab, Rip a Pack, Slab your hits and keep investing, man. Love it, man. Thank you so much. You, I'm going to run through the final comments that come in the chat. You hang it tight right there. Yeah. Let's just do, let's do that real quick here. Thank you, Terry Fortune says, cool show, guys. Respect. Jordan says, thanks, Jeremy and Peter. Fun show. Thank you, Jordan. Rock Latex, great show, Jeremy and Peter. Pac-Man, thumbs up. Thank you, Rock Latex. Jordan says, you're up to 95 subscribers now on YouTube. That's three more than I last looked. Five more to go to 100. That's very cool. And Hockey Guy says, hang a box of pro set with a chain around your neck of the national, Jeremy. I will definitely consider that. Thank you very much. Everybody, good night. Thank you for joining. We will see you all next Saturday. Dr. James Beckett followed by Filmington. Have a great week ahead, everybody. Peter, hang tight one second. Good night, everybody. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.